Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. I have a very, very special friend of mine and uh, that and colleague that I have a lot of respect that I wanted to present you guys. Uh, her name is Devanjana Bhattacharji. And, uh, and Devanjana is a very, very close friend of mine yeah, that I miss a lot. She moved far away and I miss tremendously. But let me tell you how amazing she is. And let me tell you a little bit about her. She's originally from Mumbai, India. She moved to Myrtle Beach and from uh, to South Carolina in 2015. Before then, he was here. She was here in Texas. She has a, a postgraduate a graduate diploma in modern and contemporary Indian art history from uh, Dr. Banjun. How that's the art museum? Okay, that's thank you. <laughs> in Mumbai. The Banjana as a artistic practice has a blend of her Indian and her Western um, aesthetics sen uh, sensibilities. She's a self-taught artist. The Banjana enjoys uh, working with acrylics because they're a quick uh, drying medium. It helps her to in intuitive expressionist style work. She has exhibited in both nationally and internationally. She has participated in many jury art, art shows and uh, and she has won many awards. In 2015, she has recognized it with a, a proclamation from the mayor of Edinburgh, Texas, from her artistic artistic achievements. She has uh, she was a curator of Twitter art exhibit in 2020, an international art exhibit supporting uh, charities worldwide. The Bajanis member of the Wakamau Arts at Arts and Crafts Guild in Myrtle Beach and one of the board directors of Seacoast Artists Guild in Myrtle Beach. Her work has uh, been seen in Seacoast Artist Galleries and, and William H. Miller Fine Art Studios in Myrtle Beach and at Georgetown Art Gallery in Georgetown. She exhibits the desire to create and express in part of her every, uh, everyday life Making uh, making it as a practice. She's going to talk to us a little bit about that. That is very, very impressive. The Bajana is exploring in South Carolina through the plain air and wants to bring uh, forth and dialogue between nature and self. The current series of her work presents her observations and experience while chasing sunrise, sunrises and sunsets in Myrtle Beach. Wow, that, believe that will be tough. It is tough. <laughs> We used to do it with um, with models, but you can tell the model, okay, you can rest and take a break of 15 minutes and you can come back and in this pose, you know, or the pose that we put them. But you can't do that with the sun. <laughs> no, the sun just rises. You're there, you, you see the show, that's it. Otherwise, it's going to be next day. Better be on time. And yeah, that's, that's my... <laughs> Yes, yes, definitely. It's um, it's pretty. Uh, you know, you don't know. There is an excitement, and uh, it's a challenge uh, also. But you just you you go in the morning. You 
you drive in the darkness and then you don't know what color will be present uh, this morning, you know. Um, and that excitement or that thrill I get from that is just amazing. It just, uh, I really cannot express uh, whether it's going to be more orange, more yellow or lavender. Um, uh, which mix of color should I do? Is it going to be magenta or alizarin or, uh, you know, more of which one? So, yes. And how the light on the water will sparkle. There's that shimmer there or no shimmer. Oh, it's going to be a cloudy day. Oh, boom. Like no and, sun. And you have to learn how to paint way faster. Yes. Yes. Uh, it is. Uh, definitely it is. But, uh, <laughs> Um, anyway, so let me just say thank you, Monica, for inviting me today for, uh, um, in your channel, uh, Warrior of Love. And, uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, and, um, everybody, like I know Monica, uh, from my days I've traveled, I lived in many places, but, uh, for me, art happened when I lived in Texas, uh, Edinburgh, Texas, which is like, uh, in Rio, Rio de Grande Valley down South, very close to Mexico. And, um, I used to hear about this artist, Monica Ramirez. And, uh, I always wondered like, you know, when will I see her? When will I see her? And then one time I did see her exhibition, but, uh, and her works were like brilliant. Like what a what a great representation of uh, a women artist, you know. And and I always admired her. And uh, well, then I went back to India, and then I came back again. And then boom, I met Monica Ramirez. Uh, I, I I don't remember exactly where we met. Was it at Hardin del Arte uh, one time? Because I missed when you were... Oh. It was in a local art gallery over here in McAllen. We were exhibiting oh. together for oh. Frida Kahlo, I believe so. Oh, oh yeah. Frida Kahlo exhibition, right? And Innovations Gallery by... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And there I meet Monica. Hey, Monica, I've been mean, like, I know you. Like, like I don't know you. <laughs> I said, okay, I know you through your works. Always wanted to make, meet you, and we just like you know we just connected, boom, boom, boom. Yes. And uh, I I think I find uh, I have some people whom I really lo look I love when they have that cigarette. I don't smoke, I don't drink, <laughs> yeah. But Monica had that cigarette and smoking away, and that uh, wow, what a woman, you know, <laughs> kind of. I don't smoke, I still don't smoke. But yes. Uh, that's, that's how <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met and uh i think it was like a uh love at first sight friendship at first sight kind of thing we had so, yeah. yes and uh and then we did sculpting together at um at uh, our favorite artist uh douglas. professor douglas uh for many years and that's what that's why it was one of my questions that i put in in this because I know I'm still very passionate. I'm right now working with a paper clay, a paper mache Katrina, um, about four feet. Uh huh. But because I miss the the, the feel of yes, and the 3D sculpture part. Even right. Even like to paint, I I miss that, and I know you do. She I do. Amazing in her sculptures. Oh my God. She did amazing work in in different in medias, but but it was really good. And 
Are you doing that over there in Myrtle Beach? You continue? Uh, no. Um, so after moving to uh, Myrtle Beach in 2015, I didn't have the opportunity to uh, uh, get into sculpting. So I guess uh, I don't have that kind of studio space. And uh, it was very nice of um, uh, Professor Douglas Clark to give us uh, at the university. And, you know, he had opened the doors for us and I could just go in. And I, I missed it. I miss and I missed it terribly, but uh, finally I have consoled myself. All right, I should be happy with what I have and what I can do. So my focus became <coughs> completely painting, um, uh, studio art. I did and, four years studying uh, sculpture. Four years. You did three years, right? Something like that. It was no, no, no. I didn't do. I we did. I just took that spring spring semester at uh, University of Texas. Yeah, that that's that's it. And I came out. I did like seven sculptures, and I and I worked on. Uh, Douglas was uh, at that time working on that huge uh, Jesus. Yes. Um, and I made the molds for those and I said bye bye Douglas if I'm going to Myrtle Beach and if the mold is bad please you cannot find me so he said wait I'm going to open while you're here <laughs> and he did he did open but everything come out you know Jesus feet came out very nice and perfect and <laughs> so it was oh, I can't I just can't I really cherish those days and the great memories I have from my sculpting line. Something there. that I I I I see in, in people that the true artist, it doesn't matter what media you put them in front, they will create right. something and you're one of those. Thank like you. You will create anything in any material or you always will find a way to yeah. to create something beautiful. Right. Right. Uh, you do it now in plain air. That is, it is not easy. It is not easy. It is easy to create something you want to from our imagination, or yeah. having a model that we're gonna torture for a few hours a day, <laughs> but but they're gonna come back to the same place. Or from a fro photograph, it's also easy. Yeah, but plain air is very very different. Um. Plein air was, see, I learned, uh, I took an art class in the public library in uh, Edinburgh. Uh, I'd gone to enroll my son. I, lo I love telling this story to everybody. Um, uh, maybe it's a little boring now, but yes, I love this story, how I started painting. Uh, so, I, like, I do not come from an art background. It, it was science that I studied. But uh, so I had gone to enroll my son in the um, other public library for an art class. And the teacher, Romy uh, Guevara uh, from Mexico, he told me, oh, no, 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 nobody under 12. So I started walking out. And then um, he tells, you know, when I'm walking out, he said, but you can join. And, you know, and then I said, me like, uh, you know, that kind of question. And I said, he gave me, yeah, you come, come and join the art class. So it took me uh, like two, three days of thinking. And I went back to the, and I said, here I am. And, you know, uh, so I took Kai, my son, um, and he used to sit, sit in the children's library section. And that's where the class used to take place while I used to sit and paint. And, and I think we did, we had a, uh, eight, eight, uh, eight weeks long, something like that. Um, art and uh, Romy was fabulous you know I like 
Banjuna, where is Lalu's? Lalu's, like, what is Lalu's? I don't know Lalu's, you know, <laughs> like, where is the light in your painting? So it was, it was really wonderful. I made wonderful and friends that time. Just, uh, put a parenthesis, guys. Uh, the Banjana do not speak Spanish. We live in a very bilingual area that is English or Spanish. And that artist, she, he did not speak English. So I don't know how they communicate then. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Romy did speak English. Uh, he did speak, but but uh, he used to translate. Uh, he used to think Spanish and then perhaps translate. Uh, so, in fact, somebody was asking me, do I think Bengali and then translate to English? I'm like, no, not really. But when I'm nervous, I forget my English. That, that does happen with me. But anyway, so that's that's how I started, and um, it was another friend there, Imelda, and a uh, very close friend. And uh, oh, once the class finished, uh, we had uh, um, uh, the city offered us to do a public showing of all our artworks, and so I was one of the student artists, and uh, I painted uh, my first uh, sunset acrylic on canvas, and it was uh, there displayed with all other 20 artists, I guess, uh, student artists. And then this person, man, comes and says, like, uh, how much is that? No, first he asked me many questions. And, like, why is he asking? I do not know anything. I only know, you know, just a little bit here and there, and this is how I painted. He kept on asking me questions, and I was kind of getting a little uh, irritated. Why these questions? Because I didn't have an answer. Finally, I had to tell him I'm a just a housewife then he said no you're not a house not just a housewife uh, um, you created that painting and then he said he wanted to buy and I said no it's not for I'm not selling it's my first canvas it's my baby and then another student comes in and says that how much will you pay for it and he takes his wallet and uh, pulls my grabs my hand and puts hundred dollar and picks up my painting and starts walking it's like tears rolling down and I said that's my painting and he said oh, I just I know I just bought it and he walks away and I'm crying and then somebody tells me do you know who bought your painting I said no I don't know who bought my painting and then I was told that it was Dr. Lawrence of uh, Pace a famous sculptor from New York and I said oh really okay Google 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 find him out and it was wonderful and I think that was a huge encouragement. Uh, and of course, Romy was always there, uh, guided me. And uh, I didn't look back. I really did not look back after that. I took it up seriously. And um, I went, after one year, I went to India and I studied. Uh, I realized I knew nothing about art, uh, absolutely nothing. And I think uh, art history is very important uh, in an artist's journey. And um, so I studied art history, uh, Indian and modern contemporary Indian art history in Bombay. I will, I, and I believe so. So the that you're always going to be expanding and expanding because, in your case, uh, as, as in my case, we always wanted to learn more. Oh we yes, want to learn new techniques and new ways to right. explore ourselves. And that's what I I feel that we continue growing. When we're going to stop learning. Mm-hmm. Not in this. I think it's too less. Sometimes I feel twenty four hours is too less. Uh, this life is too less. You just it's just like too much. 
information out there too many things to do too so many inspiration and you want to paint everything you know like oh you're seeing composition this style the light is changing that color this color there there this is not this life is not enough i think uh, in the long process and uh, yeah so and the and the way we start observing uh, everything it it change it changes yeah. uh, I, i i would like to do say a little bit about it because i, I can explain it but i prefer you to do it So, because many spectators, they they are artists, and some of them, and many of them, they're not going to be uh, artists. They're um, art supporters. Right. So, you want you, me to? What is the artist? You as, want me to explain how they, the how the uh, how we change you the way you observe everything? Okay. All right. So I was mainly a studio painter, but I knew uh, from Romy, my teacher, that. I couldn't just take any photograph from uh, online and paint because uh, everything had a copyright issues. So I used to mainly do um, abstract and dig inside and express my feelings. And, you know, it was more of me on on that little canvas. Uh, it was quite a liberating feeling to express my feelings uh, and my emotions and uh, different circumstances, things like that. So that's what I did initially. And um, so when I moved to Myrtle Beach 2015, I was still doing all that. And I um, most mostly studio painting. And um, I remember it was uh, 2017. I was in Bombay at that time, had gone for a short period. Uh, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and um, uh, brain cancer. So I'd gone that time to visit my mom. And uh, I saw uh, on Facebook uh, that there is a, a wildlife reservoir here close to Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, called Tom Yockey. And they were uh, inviting artists to go there and play, paint. But the highlight, you know, in the bottom line, like how we have uh, caution, like cigarette smoking is injurious. So something like that in the bottom, it was written. Um, Andrew Wyeth painted uh, painted there. I was like, oh my God, this is where Andrew Wyeth painted. I need to go. I really need to go. So sitting in Bombay, I called up my friend in uh, Myrtle Beach, uh, Michael Shimoji. I said, Michael, please register me. I'm in Bombay, but we need to go and do plein air painting at that, uh, at that place. So, so, you know, my, Michael registered both of us and uh, we told some of our friends here and we all got registered then i was back after three weeks i was back in myrtle beach and i i told michael michael but i don't know how to do plein air painting it'll be so embarrassing to go out there and stand like i don't think i don't know what paint to carry what brush to carry and nothing so let's practice so let's practice so we had very few days uh to practice and uh, but we started practicing i said show up at 10 o'clock at my he said the bhajan pick up a spot and i said okay i think we'll do the marsh uh, that will be interesting um so we went there it was crazy michael is telling me look at the red i said where the hell is the red i don't see i see only brown and a blue sky yet. you know that's And then um, I said, Michael, what is Michael telling me? It was really that way, you know, the, the march. It was uh, 
it was a um, it was in spring or summer it was still like uh, winter going on so the it was very brown very dull kind of thing we spent three i i think five hours that morning and i got nicely uh, yes and we we did we started it and then we started going to that spot every um, same spot uh, every tuesday of the month and uh, in between we did do the tom yaki thing uh, plein air thing and it was a horrible painting but you know that just because andrew white painted there i started but for one whole year um, i preferred to paint at the same spot that's where monet is coming um, in picture because monet painted the water lilies uh, and uh, and he used to go uh, you know it's a common knowledge he used to go to the same place and different time of the day see and it is a huge difference now i don't see just brown i see there are just n number of colors there and let the sun move little bit oh my god the color has changed the shadow has moved you know clouds please stay there don't move if my colors my palette you know it's 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 crazy yes so uh, the other thing was i did plein air it it felt uh, uh because my mom was sick i i really liked being out in nature it helped me uh, when she died so the grieving process uh, I still miss her, but you know it it helped that time, um, big time. And then, uh, so I started digging into plein air. Uh, I I kind of liked it because uh, those morning hours when my mom would call me or I would call her, you know, the calls never came. So it was best I get out of the house at that time, uh, so I can just go paint and you know not uh, something that I noticed that the way of observing life and and everything around uh when i started focusing more uh, more as an artist that was many years ago close to 30 35 i started seeing forms i started seeing shadows lights forms Shapes. uh in the colors right and later on as teaching art like okay how many i used to teach also kids and i told them okay when you see a tree what green do you see there How right. many colors of green do you see in the leaves? Correct. And what else, what other colors besides green do you see in there, or in the clouds, or things like that? And it's just training your your eyesight. Eyes, yes. To, to see more farther away that you can see that you are used to see. Right. I that one year it really helped. Uh, I won't say those. I I really have a big a big. You can imagine. I went every week. So. How many big stack of paintings, which I'm really not proud of, and I'm, and I'm the type like uh, I want to finish that painting. Um, I want to keep the purity of a plein air uh, definition. Maybe there are two schools, different schools. It's okay. You can come back to the studio and touch it up. But for me, it is like I went there. I drove down whatever thirty minutes, forty minutes, fifty minutes, and return is always takes time. But yeah, I want to make use of my time, and I want to grab whatever I see, and that's it. That's finished. So I usually don't touch up my paintings when I come back home. So if it's a mistake, then it stays as a mistake, because then I look at them later on, like you know, lined up, and I see um, all the faults in my painting, you know. But of course, I, I cannot always spot my mistakes, and like uh, so. 
So I started uh, digging, as I said, I was looking into, you know, plain air magazines. I like, I kind of enjoyed, you know, this excitement. There's an adventure about plain air. You go to, you go to places and you go there, you paint, you paint the moment. And uh, um, I want to paint, uh, well, the marsh, it changes uh, the uh, as per the month's uh, time of the day. And that is my actual goal that I want to capture uh, and, you know, like you can say it's 11 o'clock in the morning or it's at 6 a.m. in the morning. I don't want to um, see all my paintings looking like uh, spring. No, we have different moods, you know, uh, uh, just like us. Mother Nature has so many moods in the whole day, uh, gloomy, sad, cheerful, spring, you know. So that's that's the whole idea. I started relating my my thing with nature and uh, how do I? So I'm I'm still working. I still haven't achieved. I doubt I will achieve it. But that's that's the thing I want to bring in my artwork. Uh, that that very moment. Um, and so your dogs collection. <laughs> Those are so when it was so funny. The the um, it was a uh, uh, it was a geese. Yes, and. Uh, um and uh, it is just when i'm driving around i'm looking i one day i will if i die i think i will have an accident because i was looking at the clouds you know and like oh my god i'm i'm like literally jumping uh, in my uh, car seat like look at that cloud how did it happen you know look at the shapes look at the sh they're shapeless you know huge and that's the thing about um, south carolina is that uh, Oh, you can see the sky, the skyline, and terrific. So there is a lot of, lot of, lot of excitement, a lot of inspiration, and and uh, so I want to go back again. You know, I spotted something, and I chased the black swan for, I don't know. I dragged the family also. Like, no, there are black. We have two, four black swans here. And I drove and drove every day and looked at them, watched them, and uh, kind of thing. And then eventually, I did paint them. Then so, you stuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so, as I said, I was uh, trying to um, get in more into plein air. So the magazine started happening, and I found one artist by the name. Ruth Schuring, she's a Dutch artist and uh, she's she lives in Amsterdam and uh, she paints sunrises, you know. So I I I did uh, and I I did listen to her and uh, whatever little videos online and I said this is interesting. Uh, how about doing sunrises? And uh, and uh, so the idea came from her because she was doing sunrises and uh, i i realized that those are very quick uh, you know you have to be super fast my hand wasn't fast at that uh, initially but then there is another artist uh, called mary gilkerson she lives in south carolina not in myrtle beach she's from columbia and she has a facebook group and uh, she used to, uh, she would say, in fact, I did do all that, like just a five-day thing, open to all, uh, do a small size painting, five by seven, four by six, or whatever size, you know, but don't go for big size and do a 20 minutes painting or a 15 minutes painting just for five days. So I, I did all that. I 
in the studio, I practiced myself uh, literally with a timer on. And I think those small, small practices, you know, uh, when I went for my sunrises, it, it did help. Not that my sunrises paintings were are all very good or anything, but uh, it, it's, it's it's like uh, like action happening. You're so focused. Uh, you can't look anywhere else. You're looking. You can't even look directly at the sun because if the sun goes too up and you know it's not good for your eyes, that kind of thing. So it's a. Uh, I remember one time one lady wanted to come and speak to me and I said, sorry, I cannot talk to you. Look, look, look at the sun. It's, it's going up and I'm sorry. I cannot. Talk. I was kind of rude. I felt very bad. And, uh, but I had to tell her because you need to focus, you know, you don't, the sun really doesn't give you much time. Like uh, some of the paintings of the bandana, I, I, I'm going to be putting it in the, when I edit it, I'm going to put three of her paintings, but she have, some of her artwork is behind her. Guys, I hope you can appreciate. Yeah. Uh, let me pull one closer. Okay, just give me a second. Because they are really, really good. Can you see this? Um, Put it is, there. It, is it okay? Yes. All yeah. right. Um, the light isn't good. Uh, I don't do any more uh, nighttime painting. Um, so this was done on uh, December 14th on my birthday last year. Um, on, and uh, and uh, this, I thought, you know, I will be greeted by the sun, my birthday <laughs> sunrise. There was no sun. There were perhaps, it was just me on the beach. And, and I think about more than... I don't know what birds they are, maybe seagulls, but there were 200 plus perhaps seagulls and that's it. I really freaked out and I wanted to do a quick painting and just get out from there. So that was the painting I did uh, on my birthday last year. But uh, thank you. Uh, when did you start painting? How many years have you been painting? I started in 2000, uh, 2011. I completed 10 years from from when I started at Edinburgh, yes, it's I uh, this August I completed ten years uh, in this journey, art journey. Yeah, and I also uh, you don't paint in oils anymore. Yes, I do paint in oils. So, so the first year of my sunrise paintings, when I started the marsh painting, I was doing oils, and I used the water soluble one. But I really didn't like it. And eventually I found open acrylics. Uh, my friend William H. Miller introduced me to that. And I said, wow, these are slow drying and it worked well. So I, you know, I stuck to uh, acrylic, uh, open open acrylics from Golden. Or is it liquid? Oh, is it, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, then, uh, then I, when I did the sunrise, my first year of uh, summer sunrise, I, I think I did 50, 54, 54 sunrises. I went every day, not every day without fail. Um, that was my first year. And then when my son's school started, I, I, I could do only um, like weekends, but I did 54 sunrises uh, summer of twenty. 
last year again i did in with acrylics uh, i think i did around 47 sunrises so yes I, i used to wake up at five in the morning my bag is set packed the previous night and keep it right next to the garage door so it's like my school bag is ready and i just wake up but i need my cup of tea which i drink while driving and i'm looking at the sky while driving it's an 18 minutes drive with parking i have to be very accurate till the last second because the sun will not wait for me so uh um yeah and uh, but last year, uh, this year i said i'm going to try with oil oils it was so much easier i struggled with acrylic you know and uh, but but maybe i, I don't know I, like, i i don't like the water soluble oils i have no some. i don't use the waters i use gambling uh, yeah i and, oils or acrylics or pastels or whatever but the, yeah, a lot of people enjoy water soluble one i i did not mm-hmm. uh, uh i did what i what happened was i got an offer to be a solo a guest artist in a gallery in north carolina in a place called oriental and they wanted 20 paintings so it was a lot of uh, thinking because 20 paintings i wanted to create a story and i thought i do sunrises that's what i'm doing right now so let me have a whole series of sunrises so i said let me do try with oils big canvas and oil my goodness it's just like why do people paint it's so much easier to paint with acrylic but i kept you know it was a, it was more of challenging myself because yeah, if you don't do those little challenges you don't grow you have the pros and the cons uh, yes right then one dries too fast and the other one dries too slow and i don't know i i used to paint more with acrylics and now i'm more a oil person but oil 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 Uh, I think I, the rich color, the richness with oil, and uh, it really reflects very well when I use it, especially for my sunrise paintings. Uh, you learn a lot of things, like I learned color mixing and things like that. And I know, oh, okay, if the water is that green, I know this alizarin meridian. This, you know, like I, I. Um, I I I learned those I learned color mixing basically. So this this summer I did uh, my plein air. I couldn't I couldn't do many. Uh, my son's school opened and you know I could not. I think but I still managed to do twenty or twenty three of uh, uh, sunrises, but all in uh, oil. Then I tried painting on oil uh, paper because. I I have so many piles of junk. I don't know uh, how to throw away those paintings, but it's all in the closet. It's uh, it's horrible. Um, I'm running out of space, and uh, I know. <laughs> uh, but they are all practice. So it's all you know. It's all practice. Though I've sold quite uh, quite a quite a lot of them. Um, but uh, and I'm really grateful to all my collectors, and you know that helps. Uh, you you need that little money coming, and that it it gives you a little confidence. So. I'm I'm very thankful to all people who have bought my paintings including you. I'm just curious to continue working. Yeah. And that yes. is very very helpful. And that's what another question I was going to ask you. I know that selling art right now and more after the pandemic it is really really hard. And uh but how do you manage as an artist in the time of the pandemic? 
I shouldn't be saying this, but I was fine. <laughs> I did. I I had. A, I that's what I said. I'm so grateful to my collectors. I had uh, sales, uh, which helped me, which helped me to go to the shop and just uh, go online, Jerry's Art Drama, and then just buy some more paints and. Uh, but then I found ways also, like, you know, I shifted from, uh, I did quite a few paintings on paper. Uh, like, I could keep my budget a little low um, instead of a canvas and uh, things like that. But I, I actually didn't, uh, I was pri- I was fine with, uh, in the pandemic time. Uh, I just kept painting and I just didn't stop. Uh, and I told I told myself that, if I don't have the money to go and buy paint uh, till the last end of whatever is there in the tube, let me use everything. And then we will figure it out if I don't have money to buy, say, a white paint, you know. Yeah. But uh, so that's that's how that's how I work. Like, it's short time. Like, let me do with what I have. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it when when time comes. So. Somehow yeah. I just jumped and it was, it was nice that you were inspired. I remember when the pandemic started in March in 2020, I I thought, oh, I'm going to have all the time in the world to paint. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Gosh, I could not paint. I was, I had a block. And uh, yeah, many, many, there are many artists who are, who had a block and they are, um, still struggling to come out from that big, you know, that it's a long gap. But um, a while. friend of mine in India, she, uh, Jyotika, had told me that if you call yourself an artist, you have to paint every day. So I see to it that I but, paint every day, but it could be a small one, but I need to be with my paint every day, work in the studio. That's that w- it. That works wonderful for the certain kind of artist, but the ones we are putting our heart and not using too much the technique is more our heart and our emotions. Not all the time you're uh, you're inspired to paint. It works- That's why plain air works. You just have to get out of the house, take your backpack, and just go and paint. There is uh, inspiration right outside. So if somebody actually tells me there is no inspiration, I will I can tell them sorry you're wrong because. You need to just step out and you don't don't be lazy. Just go out. You don't have to drive miles and miles. You can do it in your backyard. There is a tree there. There's a sunlight falling. Right out. Make it an exercise, you know. What I did, I started writing and I wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I published a book. That's, that's wonderful. You know, you're, you're still creating. Now, um, now I came back to paint, but... In that time, the one it was, it was the painter's block. I I went with the uh, with the right, right. right. <laughs> that's good. So one one thing closed, the other thing opened. So that's that worked well with you. But uh, uh, 2019, uh, 2020, I curated Twitter art exhibit, and uh, uh, coming to that was I was asked if I would curate it. It came on my birthday, uh, and the offer came on my birthday, and um, and I said, wow, this is a great birthday present to curate an art show. So anyway, I thought about it and uh, then I I went along um, and William, uh, my friend, said, yes, I will give the gallery space. And uh, 
and i told them i i knew somebody um, with a charity it's a charity uh it's a charity thing uh twitter art exhibit where artists from all over the world uh, donate a postcard size painting and uh, all money uh, from the sales go to the charity so so i was on twitter and i had volunteered before uh in 2016 and it was like three months of uh, being on twitter and tweeting and i really had a, a problem after that and i could not paint because it was so much as if today australia is talking tomorrow new zealand is talking america germany it was my head was a big chaos but uh, so i had experienced that and i said uh, this year this time i know since i'm all in charge of it i will not stop painting so i saw to it that that whole period i painted and uh, and so that i don't have that block or a problem later on but uh we received almost 900 paintings and uh but uh, in 2020 was supposed to be the show and the pandemic happened and i am oh. sorry i forgot i i just got so busy and yes i didn't receive your card right <laughs> sorry sorry about that <laughs> i received a card from diego uh uh monterovio Diego was uh, he was um, after Romy I I kind of had two mentors in my uh, this journey and uh, one was Gert Hamsen from uh, Netherlands and the other one is uh, Diego uh, Monterubio so you know both both of them um, uh, trained me in the sense read this book go through this do this you know they helped me in my uh, art practice a lot So yes so I did ask Diego send me a postcard so Diego did I was expect waiting for yours but it did not come and then the pandemic happened and it was like it just like you know a year uh, worth of time hard work and all that excitement everything was ready and we just ha- so we we just postponed the whole thing but uh, when that happened I uh, you know the whole world crash kind of thing there was silence there was quietness and the only thing that happened around was nature was you know it was springtime and I was I started noticing my neighbors uh, garden I, I don't do gardening I, I rather sit and paint and enjoy my neighbors garden and every day some new color uh, started uh, popping out so which led me to paint uh, 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 24 small size uh, paintings um, each like 10 by 10 kind of or 8 by 8 yeah now framed it and boom i came with uh, a new you know uh, hope blossoms uh, in quarantine so that was fun like you know i kept myself motivating and believe me uh, nature nature is a great comforter you know like uh, you can no nobody else like uh, she just she just takes you in your arm and uh, she gives you that hug through and for an artist you know that hug hug could be like a beautiful color you notice for the first time or and uh, providing and uh, and you always been very involved in uh, in the organizations of art exhibits and participating you did it here in Edinburgh you know you did it wherever you go and now you're doing it over there in Myrtle Beach 
um i'm one of the um one of the board director so i've never been a board director in my life so when i was asked dipanjita become a board director of the guild like okay what do i have to do uh, then they said just show up once a month um uh, at 8:00 uh, o'clock and for the board meeting i said okay and that sounds easy i i give wake up in the morning so i became the board director of model beach and soon uh, they told me they i was asked would you like to be the the programs uh, the show uh, person in charge i said what do i have to do for that then they yeah. said oh no nah, it's very easy you know the prospectus is there people will just drop <laughs> in their artworks and i said okay fine and then then the actual thing happened okay i had to find the judges or uh, steward that um, people are participating the applications are coming so i have been doing it since 2018 uh spring show fall show spring fall i think i skipped in between because of twitter artics where i couldn't uh, do it but uh, we just had one uh, it's still going on the fall show for seco's artist kid and uh, usually i do not participate but uh, I was rejected from the local uh, guilds. Uh, another guild. We have two guilds here. One is Seco's Artist Guild, and another one was Wakamau uh, is uh, Wakamau Arts and Crafts Guild. And early this year, I got rejected from uh, from that show. But I could not paint for one month. Uh, it just hit me very bad. Uh, it was like acute depression. Uh, I just could not pick up my brush. I was like, since twenty fifteen, I got. jury din every year and this year i got all three paintings reject 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 mm-hmm. i could not take it but uh, so mm-hmm. i wanted to participate for this show and i said uh, it's it feels little weird because i'm the coordinator and i myself participating but i but uh, the president told me just go ahead and participate you know it's it's fine just don't bother about those things William so participated and I got second place. William says that you do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you William. <laughs> I know William is such a such a important friend of mine here in Myrtle Beach and my uh, Michael Shimoji is my first friend in Myrtle Beach and then is William. So we three were like are like the three amigos and we did we went around together uh, and they just you know we uh, we uh, it was such a i missed my friends in edinburgh but they just took me in like you know and we all uh, clicked together we were just wonderful so william is always there and uh, and we have we we talk uh, me and michael also we talk and uh, we try to push each other and we have our downtime when we we talk about it no no inspiration no nothing happening it so, is important to have artist friends because we inspire each other push each other and right. i believe artists we are very emotional yeah because we paint through our emotions we we need to express them in one way or the other right and uh, and this is the best way to express our emotions through art in any right. form and having that it is very healthy and it's very nice i'm i'm so glad that you have you have that oh yes i do i i i really do and 
these two guys are really fantastic you know i need um, to be here <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should call them next time on your uh, talk you know and uh, william has a gallery here so he gave uh, he gave space uh, to us artists so we are the main street artists you know it sounds really nice he came up with this beautiful title for us uh, main street 10 artists that's how we started and uh, poor guy we took over took over his uh, studio <laughs> and like i i truly feel bad because uh, um he he now has a very small tiny uh, section for studio because we have our shows and he has to clean up everything and the uh, show time he can't you know you don't want to show your creative mess to the people <laughs> always but, but he has been so wonderful and really generous uh, helping But, us uh, oh, this model beat notice is people wants to get to know the artist that's why we are having i started this podcast because yeah. the artist is not only the art that you project and through your art is also the artist's uh, personality the, the the being that is actually creating it right and that is important to the people wants to get to know us so i have people that tell me can i go and see your studio I just want to do that. Right. And we ended okay, let's have a coffee and here is my studio, you know, and so and so. And yeah. you want to yeah. see my big mess. You don't want to see it when I'm doing paper mache because that is big mess. It's, it's way worse. <laughs> <laughs> Talking it, about showing your studio, um I had this experience uh, when I was doing the Twitter art exhibit uh the local tv channel uh, uh, channel wanted to william gave her my the journalist william gave her my phone number and she called me up and she said that she wants to interview me and i said okay where when coffee somewhere coffee she said no right now i said right now like yeah in 15 minutes i'll come over or 30 I said, but uh, she said, where are you doing your Twitter art exhibits? So I said, I'm doing it in my studio in my house, like you know. Oh, uh, so she said, yeah, that's where I want to come. I want to see it. I said, my studio is. I can't show it to the world. It's such a mess. She said, ah, don't worry, don't worry. Luckily, she got stuck in traffic, and it took her forty minutes to come. I had to everything kind of from my studio and. dump it in my bedroom so that you know nobody can see and she walks in with her uh, camera and the tripod and she said oh my god you really are an artist you are That's an artist i said yeah <laughs> it was so embarrassing and then i had to tell her please please anet do not take that side of my which again you know right now it's not that bad it's pretty It's quite decent looking right now, but that day it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, she, I said, do not show that side of it. Sorry. When we're working in too many projects and too many things, and our studio is gonna get messy, we know exactly where is everything. But if someone wants to find it, oh yes, like, yeah, they're not gonna find it. But we're happy, <laughs> <laughs> and we are happy. And I think um, it keeps me. You know, I like that the paint, uh, the palette, and the colors all out because I'm looking. Even when I sit on this couch uh, in the morning, I look out of the window, but they're all there, and it just pulls me towards them. Uh, there are times when I speak to my sister early in the morning, and then I'm talking to her, and suddenly I see something, and I say, 
listen, I got to hang hang up because uh, I'm seeing something and I would just want to paint it, you know, and that's it. And I'm, I start working. So uh, I like the mess. I really like the mess, but I'm embarrassed to show my mess, but I really love it. And sometimes plain air is good because to do uh, do much, uh, you know, just get out of the house and do the stuff and come back home, then kind I, of thing. So then I imagine that your palette changed since when you were painting over here in, in in Edinburgh because now you're painting the colors of the nature that you're seeing outside, right? Yes, uh, I think my palette has changed. I I won't say I I have. Uh, I think uh, my understanding of colors has grown from zero to say ten percent, <laughs> but um, I mainly stick to uh, primary colors. Uh, then I have introduced like black um, in my palette. I I like using black, though there are so many myths about not use black things like that. Then again, oil painting. Uh, when I started with oil painting. Um, I understood like what is a mother color and how if you have the mother color, how things are easy to go about. It looks like a cohesive kind of painting, you know. And it depends. So on, yes, my colors did change. And it depends also in the artist. I, I like you. I like to if I see an artist that they have something to teach me, I always ask them, "Hey, can you teach me?" And the palette is gonna be different. And then you meet right. someone else years later, and and the palette is going to be different. They're going to have a color that the other one did not use, and the other one did not use, like the right. Indian uh, yellow. And, yeah, Indian yellow. Yeah. And uh, and not all the artists use Indian yellow, you know, and uh, right. or black. Not all the black, artists, yeah. You know, no. and each one of them, and and you became a, a combination of all of them at the same right. time. Now you start using some black. Now you start using Indian yellow. Now you start using Prussian. Now you start using, you know, right. You start combining everything that you have learning. And I believe, what do you think about the artists that they have the diploma as uh, from from college? They have they learn from the teachers that there are certain ways, and that's the only way to do it. Right. And, uh, but they don't have the experience that you've been having for ten years. Right. Um, in fact, uh, one of the professors here at the university, um, I, I kind of, I kind of uh, hide maybe by saying that I'm not a trained artist. So that becomes my excuse if my work is not good or right. <laughs> so, um, so when I told him, like, yeah, um, I, I do not have the, uh, you know, I'm not uh, trained that way. I'm a self-taught. And then he said, that's the best way to uh, learn art. Uh, that's what Jim Arendt, he's a lo local, he's a professor at, uh, in our art department at the university. And, uh, and I thought about it, you know, at that point, that was pretty early on, but uh, I thought about it and I said, like, what is he saying, you know? And, uh, but I think I have the freedom because uh, uh, means, uh, Like, for example, if I use black, nobody told me that, you know, don't use black uh, in your palette because black is not to be used kind of thing. I never I never knew about it. So why not? You know, I have that freedom. So those are very small things like uh, 
uh, which doesn't hold you back. You don't have that restriction because. Uh, but I think it's always good to be good to get uh, educated in art and be trained. Um, I think it's uh, there. There will be always between. There will be a difference between a trained um, person who went to an art school and a non-art school person. The the work will be different. But I think art school is very important, uh, and uh, in your in your journey, yeah, it will be you know to break away. It will be. It may take a few years, but if you are at it, you can. You know, it's all in the brain. How you train your brain. So if it's very limiting, uh, because there, there too many. It is good to know the rules so you can know how to break them. Yes, yes. But but it is very limiting at the same time. I've been called uh, you're an outside artist, and uh, right. the ones there they study the the degree is like or masters or doctors, and they're the inside artists. That's how right. This is differentiate, and I got, <laughs> what that means, yes. But I've been doing it for forty years, and I exhibit all around the world, and you only exhibit locally. It is yeah. like so. It is. I mean, I think um, trained artists like they already have a head start. You know, that's how I look at them. So all you have to do is just use it. You know, you have to go. You are already trained. You don't have to struggle to find out if I mix this color and that color, and you know, this is what you're trained. already one no, step ahead of. <laughs> they should get trained in non competition <laughs> <laughs> or feeling yeah. inferior. For someone that do not study the career, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, but no, if you, I think it's a it's a nice uh, artist something. Mm, yeah, if you can go to art school, I would really, if you're really interested, um, it helps you with that. Uh, it opens many things. Uh, for a non-art school, it's it's quite it's in all profession actually, you know. <laughs> If you oh. want to be an art teacher, it's good. If you want to work for a, a museum, it is good. But I'm so glad I did not went because my point is just being an artist. And and in the galleries, they're not going to require you the diploma. They're going to see your quality of work. So I am very glad that I saved a bunch of money not going to uh, to take art, uh, to become a doctor or whatever in art. So will you advise... Um... So your advice is like don't go to don't go to art school is unless you wanna be an art teacher or you wanna work for the museum, and that's not in my plans. Okay. But if you wanted to to do one or the other, be a board of directors of a museum or things like that, because they yeah. can offer me that, but they tell me, oh, yeah. but you don't have the degree. Then for that it will be good, or you wanna be right. an art teacher, and for a school and so forth. Yes, but you can teach our private lessons you know and and that is not gonna take that away but depends on what you want to do where you want to do with your career yeah but personally i i i am very happy that i save a bunch of money not going <laughs> and not limiting myself <laughs> that's how i see it yeah that mean it's the right way or the or the wrong way it's just my way <laughs> right but but you know in your case, for example, your mom is an artist herself, so there perhaps have been something coming directly in your genes, and maybe a little advice here and there when but you I, were younger, early on. But like you, we had many teachers, and I always, when I see a teacher that I have something to show me or teach me, I take classes. Yeah, 
Yeah. My, my training continue going forever. I don't have the ego that say, oh, I know it all because no, I have an right. art degree. And, uh, and that stopped me growing because many times when you have the degree, that will stop you growing and learning new techniques and new things because they don't teach you all in university. They don't know it all. Yeah. No one knows it all. It's right. a continued process of growing as an artist. Yes, but I I definitely say, uh, agree that uh, uh, whether you're trained or uh, trained from an art school or not trained in an art school, in this um, art career, if you have taken, if the goal in your life is to be an artist, a painter, um, at at different um, points in this journey, uh, the artist should take uh, a, a workshop of from perhaps an artist they admire like you know whose work they um uh, i think it's very important uh, it may not be like every month or something like that but maybe every three years you take a workshop from somebody because you need that growth you want to progress you know, sometimes you just get stagnant at that yes you get stagnant yes so, you lost the yeah you stop growing at the same time yes you stop growing so you need that. Uh, um, for example, uh, I recently um, I went to a plein air festival. So I started attending plein air festival, but I did only one last year in uh, Blowing Rock. It was by chance. It was supposed to be a holiday trip. And I found out, oh, there's a plein air festival. I said, oh, okay, very last minute. So I filled up all uh, and uh, so they were, I, I took away the car and they were just stuck in the hotel room uh, those four days, uh, uh, Shubhajit and uh, Shantanu, my son Kai. And I, and I really liked it, you know, and uh, I abandoned them, of course. And then there was no sightseeing done, no nothing. And I just painted and, I, and you know, it was a great trip, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so this year I did go, I went alone. And uh, and the person who was the judge and uh, I felt, uh, you know, I didn't win any prize. I like winning prizes. I like I love getting uh, ribbons. Yeah, I do that. Uh, Beautiful. I think it's, I think everybody likes that. Sorry. We're about to, to finish. Uh, do you yeah. have anything else to, to, to say or to add to our conversation? Um, I would just say that... Um, uh, don't wait for uh, inspiration. Inspiration is everywhere, all around you. Uh, so don't let those blocks coming into your head. Keep painting. And if not, nothing, just go step out and uh, breathe and uh, paint whatever you see. It helps. Thank you, Devanjan. And thank you so much to be with us. And uh, uh, Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, I really enjoyed uh, uh, talking to you. And uh, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Let me announce uh, what we're having tomorrow. Tomorrow we have in Soul Talk podcast, we have William Ozi Molloy. He's a multidimensional energy healer. And he will be doing a healing for the collective at 7 o'clock Central Time. And the next week in the Heart of the Artist Talk at 6 p.m., we have Rick Finis Manso. He's a songwriter, a singer-songwriter. And uh, and that is going to be at 6 p.m. in Central Time. And right now, I am launching the mini class, How to Raise Your Standards in a Relationship and Walk Away from Mr. Wrong. That is starts... <laughs> <laughs> 
and that it starts in October 2020, uh, 21 and 22, and the cost is only $30 for those three days. And you want more information, uh, send me a private message. And remember, guys, that this podcast survives from your donations. We appreciate all the uh, all your help we can uh, we receive. And I will put in the comments the PayPal, so like that, uh, for anyone that wants to do any donations. And I want to thank everybody uh, that is listening right now or seeing the replay. Um, I really appreciate um, everybody. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioroflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.